Human shell boob, blow a shell, come on. Coming to you live from a little grass shack in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, it's the Junior Kekoeva Junior Show, starring Junior Kekoeva Junior. Join Junior along with the Wayne Mothey Band as he makes any kind from Hawaii. Right, you know, I gotta tell you guys, bro. This is okay. So, so yesterday, okay, that was a daughter day, Carrie. So, we we went over this this story, uh, and this was a story that happened, and this thing happened with this boat ride thing, right? So, this so this brother, so this brother, he, he DMs me and he said, he said, first of all, uncle. Uh, how come you telling these stories? Cause my grandfather was one of the guys on the boat. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, wow, okay. So, cause you know, bro, you know, this is a very small island, and it's a very small state to tell you the truth, right? And and it's a lot of people related, a lot of people, uh, you know, and a lot of people was involved with a lot of people and a lot of different stuffs, okay. And this is why I tell some of you guys, okay, you guys gotta be careful. Okay, of certain wahinis too, right? Because, see, a lot of information gets exchanged in pillow talk, right? Bro, I can't even tell you what kind of information I get. Uh, but I can't even tell you. But, but, but this guy, right? So he, he goes, bro, my grandfather was one of the guys on the boat. He told me that same story. Right? I know that. So he goes, I never knew you was on the boat. I said, well, I was, I was one kid, but you see, nobody, nobody put one head count. Nobody went, all right, let's see who's here, who's a kid, who's not the kid. Bro, I was a kid. Bro, I was, I was 19 years old, right? And then, so, so these other guys, these was adults, okay? The guy's grandfather, he, okay, so then, then he told me who his grandfather was. And I was like, oh, okay, that's your grandfather. I was like, wow, this is, this is amazing, Hawaiians. It's amazing. Okay, so 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 anyway, okay, let's let's back up a little bit. But the other thing he said was like, "Oh, uncle, you get asthma." You know, that's that was the second comment because we, we text him back and forth now on Instagram, okay? And and I text back. I go, "Yeah, how you know?" He goes, "Cause I get asthma, and bro, you sounded like you was getting kind of heavy chest over. You sound you sounded like you had asthma." I'm like, "Yeah, actually, I do. I do have asthma." Mm-hmm. So so um, you know. Basically, well, you you guys hear me taking one sip every once in a while, okay? Because you need water when you're doing podcasts, especially when you're jamming for a half hour at a time, okay? And that's that's all we do. And that, that it's just you know, you guys gotta excuse that. Anyway, so so we started talking about this stuff. So he goes, you know, and he told me who his grandfather was. I said, I know exactly who is your grandfather. And then he said, Can you tell the stories about the West Side and the foundations of the houses? And and the kind of what happened and you know and so we started bro we was on we was on uh gosh we was we was DMing like a long time and then it occurred to me that I gave brother my cell phone because it occurred to me that oh yeah you cannot delete one DM right Instagram will get this copy of all this information 
So I said, you know what? I said, just uh, DM uncle. And I gave him my, uh, I told him, text uncle. I gave him my, my number. So he, we started texting. And he goes, tell the story of what happened when he was building his houses in on the west side. And the bodies went into the foundation of the houses. Right? And, I, and I was like, okay, wait, wait, wait maybe that, that's too much information right there, right? But but he said, no, but you can tell the story, bro. Because, bro, I seen him. I was there. And he was a small kid. So he told me he was in elementary school. And he used to see these guys. And they used to, they used to, so what happened was the farm used to be there, right, for the house. And these guys used to bring this guy and put him in a, in you know, right on the, on the foundation, in the farm. And and then he would ask his father. He would say, Daddy, how come, how come the guy and the guys bringing that guy over there? And, and the father would say, he's just resting, get in the house. And so then, <laughs> then he would get in the house. And then he would hear the, the backing up of the cement truck. Because, you know, doot, 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 whatever. And the thing, the thing backing up. And pretty soon, he, you know, he's looking outside. He's seen, he's a little kid now. This guy's like seven, eight years old. So his father comes back inside. And he says, Daddy, how come I, how come the, the cement when you pour all on top of the guy? And then, and then his father said, oh, no, no, he was just swimming. And so he never, like, answered back his father or whatever, but he just thought about this stuff. And he goes, wow. So when he actually grew up, right, there was these guys who used to talk story to him about the bodies that was in the farms in the, on, the, on the west side. And I, and I told him, well, actually, that was a thing for, it's not, it's not like all the houses had. I mean, you know, there, but there was a few that that happened. And there was a few that they, these guys would do, see? There was all kinds of stuff. But let me tell you, there was, okay, so there's this thing called acid tanks. And a few, quite a few farms in the old days had acid tanks, see? And, and acid tanks was actually for animals. So, so like, say, say one cow died on your property, okay? Now, that's, that's a major deal. Now, you don't want to take, you cannot take the cow and throw them down the dump. Okay, cause that's a different, uh, okay, county ordinance and then you're getting into all this, then, then infectious diseases, you're talking about all kinds of stuff when you do that, right? Cause the maggots and all that, right? So they have acid tanks, right? And every big major farm had one. Mm-hmm. So that the acid tank was, so they throw the cow in the acid tank instead of putting them in a kind, they would lower them in, okay? Normally with a forklift or something, right? They take the forklift. And the chain is tied to the cow, and then they, they lift the thing right over that acid tank, and they put them in very slowly, right? So there's no spillage or whatever, no splatter, and then the cow just you know disintegrates as the cow is lowered into the thing. But in five minutes, the cow is gone. Mm-hmm. So the uncles, right? And I, when I say uncles, I mean guys. Right now, these uncles are in their seventies, like mid to late seventies, right now. <clears throat> so when I say the uncles, because those guys, bro, we was young kids. We was young kids, bro. We saw all kinds of stuff. And we asked questions. See, in the old days, they would tell you, children are to be seen and not heard. And so a lot of the times, we, we couldn't be heard, right? We, well, we never like make ourselves heard because, yeah, you know, we could, we could get cracks, right? So, but, but they used to use it. So these guys got this idea. These uncles got this idea. They said, well... If this thing, if we use these things on pigs and we're using these things on cows, and then, well, maybe, maybe this is the kind. So we just use them on humans, right? And there was plenty, bro, I can't even tell you how many murder cases had, okay? 
and this is this goes way back to the uncle's generations okay so you're talking 70s 80s and and into the 90s but not too far into the 90s because things started to change so but but in the 70s and it was six late 60s i would say 66 from from 66 maybe until about eh, about maybe maybe 84 85 around there so 60 between 66 and 85 but there's so many missing so many missing people man but but the thing was that the guys that was missing was usually gamblers or drug dealers or i mean you know uh pimps <laughs> syndicate guys like that okay so these guys actually was was involved in negativity see and that's what i tell you about the law of attraction okay the negativity draws negativity so a lot of these guys bro they used to do this kind of stuff and as a result if they you know if they screwed up or if they went after the wrong person see because there was case there was this one case right where this guy was never found and what this guy did right he, the body was never found so there was no conviction and what happened was this guy went after this other guy and shot this guy okay and turns out that was the wrong guy but here's your big fat butt are you ready Hawaiians? but that guy that was the wrong guy was actually related to one of the you know kingpins of organized crime locally there was a lot of kingpins because there was like different different factions you see what i mean so there was different there was like one big umbrella right and then you had the guy you know oh, that that was in charge of that umbrella and then you had a couple other umbrellas see but this this one big umbrella they used to call them the company i mean you can google this if you like i'm pretty sure it's on google <clears throat> but this was a company and the company see the guys that the guys that was in charge of the the ceo you can't nowadays they go ceo right okay the ceo of the company okay was, was one guy and then the other you know the other umbrella was like these other guys and then these these other guys was real organized they was like highly organized so there's levels there was levels to the organized crime back in the day there was there was levels there was so you get the street guys right and then you get the lieutenants right and they're right above the street guys and then as you work your way up on the ladder pretty soon you hit my uncle them right and there was like oh bro stuff was crazy stuff was crazy but that guy was the wrong guy and he got shot okay so as a result the the guy who made the error okay was was actually tracked down and then you know pretty soon right he was on his way to the acid tank <laughs> and then i mean but this is this is i mean these days was really bad hawaii so it was was you know in hawaii right so so take into consideration that the 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 syndicate the local syndicate right back in the day it was like a network of uncles and the reason why they called them uncles right because because people's uncles was involved and there was a lot of family so when you were like one family member and you was in you know you was involved in the organization right you would bring your family inside you bring your nephew inside, right? You bring your, your cousin inside. So in Hawaii, <clears throat> all these guys, like not all of them, but a lot of them was family, you know, but there was different family, like, you know, somebody's first cousin, okay, pull them in, you know, and then whatever. And so, so there was a lot of that going on. And these guys used to place guys in different industries. So you had guys working for the phone company, right? And they was affiliated. You had guys, you know, working for electric company. They was affiliated. You know, you, you had guys in the police department. 
Bob, but, but this guy was like, like real close to our family. And he was a lieutenant in the police department. And he ended up a lieutenant in the syndicate at the same time. Right? So these guys, but it, it, back in the day, it was crazy how it's, this, it doesn't, it doesn't work too much like that anymore. It's a little bit, there's a little twist to this thing. Now you get small factions in each organization. You get, well, not, not like the phone company and stuff like that, but I mean, like you get, you get factions of guys. You get little groups of guys. You know, there's, there's not that big, one big umbrella anymore. It, it, it broke them up. But, you know, some of these guys, right? Like my friend them used to work out of Waipahu, right? And these guys used to work out of Waipahu, Wahiwa, right? So these guys used to work the bars. And these guys used to protect the bars, right? So because people used to come, right? Get drunk, rip up the bar, get in fights, stuff like that. So these guys would sit in a bar and they would drink soda, right? They're not, they don't drink alcohol. They're drinking soda. They're watching sports. They're doing whatever. They're in, a, they're in a club. When somebody starts to act up, they would take these guys out and make an example of them. I mean, you know, they wouldn't kill them or anything, but they'd, they'd take them outside and, you know, broke an arm or something or, or something so that they don't come back and make trouble in, in the bar. Sometimes they got off with a little warning, you know, slap in the head, something simple like that, right? But so these guys, you know, so there was different, there was different groups of these people and different ethnicity ethnicities so sometimes you'd get you know you would get a japanese faction you would get a korean faction you get a samoan faction and these guys are all different factions but that one big umbrella okay bro this this umbrella was was awesome okay because i mean the stuff you know when you really think about it right because some guys uh, made the mistake and i've seen i saw this on two occasions i saw these guys make a mistake of calling the police okay and then when they call the police, the guys they showed up was actually like on these guys' side. You see what I'm saying? So and and nothing happened. See, and and they kind of looked the other way. And oh man, it was wow. That that kind of stuff used to happen. And this was this is when I was when I was young. This is a long time ago. I haven't seen things like that. But you know, of course, now I, I'm in a different space. I don't look for those things. I'm not around those things. But man, I saw some stuff, man. So, so anyway, so we, you know, we was talking story about this, and this guy was DMing me. We was, we, you know, then we started texting. We started, well, bro, we texted till late at night. He was telling me about all these stories. I said, I said, whoa, 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 take it easy. These some of these people are still alive. They're in the 80s, okay. But you see the thing with local families, right? A lot of the uncles, like right now, they're in the late 70s, 80s. Some mid-80s, right? If they're lucky, they, they hit in 90 pretty soon, okay? If they're still around. But these guys have family, okay? And you guys got to know, you, you remember that, that old expression, blood is thicker than water? Okay, well, you ain't seen blood until you, until you see Hawaii. <laughs> but let me tell you, welcome to Hawaii. <laughs> so, so the family thing, right? Is if you good with this family, whatever family, if you good with that family, Okay, so it doesn't matter if you knew the grandfather or the great grandfather, you gonna be good with the great grandson. I mean, bro, it's all the way down the line like that. You see, so so we were very fortunate in the way. When I say we, I mean you know my my companies, right? So we were very fortunate in the way that nobody ever bothered us, right? Nobody nobody ever told us, hey, you know what? You can't operate over here. You gotta go down the street. Nobody told us that. You, you see, you see what I'm saying? 
But but we weren't involved in any illegal activity. Now the guys with the illegal activity. Oh man. Bro, so back in the old days they had something called protection. Okay, I'm gonna tell you how that thing worked. Okay. So so this was bro, this was so funny because I, I seen some guys actually go through this process. Okay, and I could tell you this one guy, can I tell you his name? He passed away already. He's not even alive, but we're not gonna go there. But this is the way that the thing worked, okay? So the, so the thing was called protection, okay? And what would happen is you would be in the showroom, okay? And you would be making good money. You get your show going, everything, right? Now, the guy who's putting up the money for the show, the, the sponsors, okay? So the sponsor that would put up the show, the, the money for the show, right? Okay, his friend would send his boys to go see you, <clears throat> okay? And this was on. So, so the the money was kind of like going out one side and back the other side. So you guys remember what I said about the you know the, this this uh, drug operation and the entertainer was the conduit and he used to go right through the entertainer and back in the other door. Okay, it's the same thing, right? Different situation, same scenario. So these guys, right? They would put up the money for this entertainer dude, and he would go, he would get on good show going, right? And they would set up. They would set up all the mechanisms, okay? So they would set up the tour companies, right? They would bring all these guys. So they would make sure that this guy was, was you know, loaded down, <clears throat> loaded down with publicity. Brother was loaded down with people. The tour, tour bus drivers was getting their cut. Everybody was showing up, right? And now this was on one side of the fence, right? On the other side of the fence, okay? The, the guys that are putting up money to sponsor this stuff, right? So they, their friend, right? Okay, has his boys go see this guy, and they, and the thing went down like this. They started, they start telling one story. They they put him in on story. They don't just come out and say, oh, you know what, you gotta pay us protection. They don't do that. They sit down, they tell tell you one story. So this guy was telling this guy one story, <coughs> and he was telling one story about about hey, you know, you know, so and so, but he was walking to his car the other night, and and this guy like like uh, tried to hit him in the parking lot. And, and, you know, and you, you get taken in by this story at first because you're going, nah, for real. And, and you go, oh, yeah. And he, you know what happened? And so he tells him this story, right? And then he says, hey, you know what? By the way, I just noticed you get plenty of guys coming to the showroom now. You guys doing good. You know, and, and brother is all happy about his business, right? And he goes, oh, yeah, but yeah, yeah, we're doing good. Hey, you know, we're lucky or, you know, whatever. <clears throat> and then the other guy, right, goes, you know, bro, you really should consider taking out security guys because you know somebody might come make trouble what and you don't want somebody to shake you down you know all that right and so the conversation goes over there so then the guy goes oh man man i'm okay yeah we never had any problems and they go you, you sure he's like okay so so then and that would end the conversation and maybe talk story for a little while and then they would leave okay now a couple nights they would they let them go a couple nights right then they send they send brother Okay? And brother, he had one Lincoln Continental, brother. This guy had one Lincoln Continental, one baby blue Lincoln Continental, okay? And I'm talking about the guys, the guys on the protection end, not, not the celebrity end, right? And so this celebrity guy is walking to his car in the basement of the hotel. And, and this is happening like two nights later, right? So this baby blue Lincoln comes out of nowhere. And you know, in parking lots, you can, you don't have to be going fast for the car to make noise, the rubber on the thing, right? And the thing comes racing around the, the side and brother jumps out of the way. 
right? And this this baby blue Lincoln just just goes right out of the parking lot, and he turned. He had his lights turned off, so you cannot identify the license plate, right? So I mean, this bro, this guy's thought of everything. When I saw the way these guys did this, I'm like, these guys are geniuses. The way they, I mean, the, they had on way, bro. They had on method for this. So so brother would take off in a in the Lincoln, and the other guy was kind of shook up, right? Now they wouldn't go the next night, right? They would wait a couple days. And then they send the same boys back to talk story to the to the entertainer guy. And they send him back and him, hey, you know, uh, we heard that uh, you know a couple nights ago, somebody almost hit you in a parking lot. What's going on? And they would talk story, right? And pretty soon it would click with this entertainer that, oh, these guys are actually talking about, you know, I gotta hire these guys, or you know, they're they're guys, right? And so the, then the entertainer would actually you know, hire these guys or they would tell, he would tell them no. Now, if he told them no, okay, they would make one second attempt, you know, maybe the, like the following week, right? And then they would come back again. And pretty soon the guy got the message like, okay, it, the next time that this happened, you know, you, you could be, uh, you could be not so lucky, right? <laughs> and so, so these guys started paying up. So, so, so he would pay for the security guys and the guys would, I mean, it was a legit security thing. The guys would actually stand there. The guys would actually be involved and, and, and be security and protect the guy. It's just that the price that they charged to stand there, right? Bro, these guys, oh, cousins, these guys was the highest paid security, bro. They, was, they, had, they had a huge fee, okay? But that's what they did. That was their job, to protect the entertainer guy, right? The only thing that this did, though, it really cut into his bottom line, right? That's the only problem. But he had these two guys, right? And they used to sit in the back of the room. They, some of them stand by the door, whatever. They, you know, and, and these guys, so that's that's what they call a protection racket. So they had stuff like that going on, bro. They had all kinds of Now, nah, they, there isn't anything to, you know, there's nothing to protect right now, right? So... And the and the shows right now, I mean, everything everything went from that kind of thing to on paper, right? So everything was on paper. So so in the old days, you didn't want to know. So I had an auntie, I had an auntie that that trained us from young. You know, her favorite expression was "Don't do me any favors," right? Because what would happen is the way the way these guys would corrupt people, right, would be slowly. Okay, so they so. So Marco used to sit down and tell me, right? Okay, this is what we do with police officers, right? And so they would they would start small, and and it would be like like fixing one traffic ticket, okay? Like small thing like that. Actually, that was the sheriff, right? But but bro, I had this sheriff. <laughs> I know I mentioned names, <clears throat> but I had this one sheriff, right? And you could bro, he he would fix everybody's stuff, bro. And so many guys, right? Speeding ticket, traffic to any any parking ticket, any bro, he would fix them, okay? One day he did get busted, but that wasn't until the 80s. And he he did get busted. But but before that, oh man, bro was on a roll, but he was fixing everything. Okay, so this is how you get them. So so this and this is what my uncle told me. I, I've never done this myself. I, you know, I don't believe in doing it. But this is this is how it happened. So what they used to do, right, is they they, they asked the guy for a favor, okay, and the guy would would do them a favor because he knew that you know these guys was was uh you know uh different like there was underworld kind of guys, right? So they he knew, and so so the guy would would you know maybe you know have have the other officer not show up in court or whatever. 
Now, when he did the favor for these guys, right? What would happen next is they would go and bless him with like one huge reward. Okay, so the reward wasn't wasn't the kind minor kind of reward. It was like one huge reward, right? Like you know, they 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 really took care of this guy, right? So the next time that they ask, and they wait a little while, they wait a little while. The next time that they ask, right? Brother, brother is obliging. Okay, now he's in the second favor. Okay, then the brother, then the brothers used to come, the uncles, right? And and they would take care of him. And and they would, you know, maybe maybe they comp him one one weekend at the hotel. Maybe they give him five hundred cash. Maybe whatever it is, right? Sometimes brother needs something. Boom, delivered to his house, right? So and they would do this case. Stop. And so so what would happen is pretty soon, okay, the police officer couldn't say no. Is what it was, see, and that's why that's why my auntie trained us from small. She said, "Don't do me any favors." So we got it in our head, okay, don't don't do me any favors, right? And so later on in life, it really paid off because I understood because I saw it for myself, right? You don't want to get involved in the favor game, okay? When you get involved in a favor game, it starts innocent, like really small, and pretty soon it gets bigger, and the favor gets bigger. Right, and pretty soon you cannot say no, cause now you you in a couple favors deep, right? And and the the reward is is outmatching the favor. See, every single time the reward is bigger than the favor done. See, and that's the way they worked it, bro. These guys used to own, bro. They they own judges, they own cops, judges, you name it. They, bro. These these guys was heavy duty. They knew what they was doing, and their influence went all the way to the roots of this place, bro. It went to the roots, and all these guys was, you know, so they was all, you know, they, they all everybody knew everybody, and, and it, you know, by the same token, it did a lot of good because a lot of unemployed people had jobs, you know, not not uh, shady jobs, just regular jobs. They said, hey, pull them in a state, you know, okay, give me, you know, you know, oh, we need we need a job, oh, right, well, go work for the cut, you can be one reporter, you get credentials, yeah, you get credentials, okay, call them up, call up so and so, right, hook them up. And that's the way a lot of things were run in Hawaii before in the old days, right? And and it it still is now. But here's the message, okay? The message is there are a lot of clicks like this now. There's still clicks. Okay, it's not like it's not run like the old days, but there is still clicks. And my message to you guys, Hawaiians, especially you young Hawaiians, right? And you guys know your great uncles or your you know grandfather, and you know, all like all these guys, you know, like I was texting Bada last night. Right, and I was texting him. I said, you know, it it's done in a different way now, but there's still clicks. Okay, so so what happens is sometimes there's a political click, sometimes it, it's a it, it, any kind of click. Sometimes there's a click in a certain department, a certain faction, a certain you know whatever. And and so the thing is, you don't need the click. The problem is, some people actually believe they need the click to get ahead. Okay, now that's the easy way. <clears throat> okay, so that, that's that's the easy way. So you can, oh yeah, go to the clique, serve the clique, belong to the clique, right? Years later, right? The the favor and all of that stuff is all established. All the favors, the line of favors is all established. Everything, right? So it's like, oh yeah, I just go see so and so. No worries, boom, taken care of, right? Okay, but you guys don't need the clique. Okay, so there was a point in my life where. But I was begging for the click. You know what I mean? Like I was like, I wasn't really begging for it. I'm exaggerating, but I really wanted to get in the inside of, you know, uh, the, the entertainment world and you know stuff like that. And I, and I was like, man, 
if, if my uncle was here, right? If my uncle was there and he was still in the game and he was still like, bro, this this door would open with just a just a you know request, right? And and that's when it dawned on me. You know, it's cause because one of one of my other uncles told me, Well, you get you get two options, right? Like I said in the other podcast, right? Yesterday, uh the other day. And you get one option. The first option, you can you can end up working for these guys the rest of your life. Second option, you work hard all your life and you can still make all this stuff happen on your own. But when you're young and when you first getting into this thing, and some of these guys, they're old already and they cannot get out. Okay? And they cannot get out because they started when they was young, right? They got obligated. And brah, sometimes it takes years to get out. Okay? And I'm talking about paying your way out. You know, you know, so the debt is one thing, right? Then get interest on the debt. You know, so it's not just 30 grand. It's not just 60 grand. You know, sometimes, sometimes with interest, bro, you, you end up working, you know, 30 years, sometimes 40 years to pay this thing off. And the thing is that while you're still obligated, okay, while you're still under that, you know, quote, management, end quote, Okay, because you got to pay back because it's on paper, it's on a contract. Okay, and you can't break the contract because, well, if you break the contract, you know, six of your best friends might be carrying you out. You see what I'm saying? So, then they might be carrying you by the handles. <laughs> you see what I'm saying, Owens? So, but, but that's the thing, right? Now, you guys, you younger guys, bro, you guys get everything. You guys get YouTube, you get Instagram. You know, you get you get podcasts you can do, any kind. You get, you get all these platforms, okay? So, so before people start obligating you, right? Before they, before they ask you for a favor, before you start doing favors, before you start getting in that game, right? You guys gotta think. The best part about now <clears throat> is you guys, you guys get Instagram for free. You guys get Facebook for free. You guys get, right? You guys get all this stuff for free. All you gotta do is work it. See, back in the old days, bro, you had to go through the gatekeeper, right? And and the time I was right, you know, when I when I wanted to go in front of that gatekeeper and, and say, okay, look, what I gotta do, right? I was almost to that point, and and my best friend would put me on the side one day, and he goes, bro, you don't understand. And my friend was blind, my my best friend, he was blind, and he put me on the side. He goes, you don't understand. He goes, this is our territory. Why are you like going their territory? Territory, no worries. This is ours. We get our own territory. Just stay in this territory. The thing gonna work. I promise, gonna work. And you know, and I, I was thinking, yeah, he don't know, cause you know, he, he's blind. He, he doesn't know, you know. So I, I kind of like, you know, I heard him, but I never listened. You see, I never listened good. And then pretty soon one day, you know, he started, he started telling me, he started telling me, look, bro, this is, this is a lot more simple than you think. And he goes, bro, we don't have to play that game. He used to call it playing that game, right? He goes, we don't have to play that game. So I'm like, okay, okay, okay. So, so pretty soon I started leveling out my thinking. Pretty soon I did, you know, we did our own. We signed an agreement for the hotel. We signed for the show. We did the Waikiki show. We did all of that stuff. And the funny part was Hawaiians, okay? A lot of these guys are obligating themselves for very little, okay? 
and here's what I'm talking about. When I when I went that that opening night, right, and I'm walking towards the stage, I thought, wow, when I stand on that stage, I'm gonna feel like the man. This is gonna be the this is gonna be the icing on the cake, coins, right? And then and then all these years, and my other uncle was right. All these years, I could just do my thing, and boom, I'm gonna end up in the showroom anyway. And here I am, right? Okay, <clears throat> wrong. Okay, I got up on the stage, right? And I'm walking up on the stage. I throw, I kick off my shoes, right? A tribute to the Beach Boys, right? Because I was on Beach Boy back home on our island. And I was a Beach Boy. Kicked off my shoes, everything. I look, I'm looking around and I'm singing my opening number. And I'm looking around and I'm going, hey, where's that feeling? Bruh, where's that? Where's that uh, victory dance? You see what I'm saying? Like, where's that internal victory dance? Where's the, I'm the man kind of thinking and I'm looking around I'm going oh wow and then it hit me Hawaiians and right then and there it hit me right because on the right side of me on this easel right was an album of one of my one of my heroes Uncle Sam Kapoor and Uncle Sam was sitting in the audience right now on the left side of me with the Miley Lay around the around the album right was Uncle Don's album, Don Ho's album, right? And then, you know, I got to hang out with Uncle Don and, you know, and he always told me, it's the music business, right? And he, and that's when it clicked. It took me all those years, right? To when I got, cause, you know, record companies wouldn't touch us, right? They wouldn't come close to us cause they, they knew who we, who our family was, right? So, and then those words when, when come right in my head, the music business. And I heard Uncle Don's voice in my head, and then I got it. Then I got it, right? And I was looking around. I go, oh, this is what Uncle Don was probably feeling when he went to work every night. It was, it's just a job. You show up, you do your job, you go home, right? And and so there I was, brother, expecting like, oh, hey, well, it's going to be the kind. No, no. And and so we, we wrote out the, the the shows that we signed up for, right? And we had fun. And the best part was that I brought the kids from the neighborhood that did the neighborhood shows with me, and I put them on stage in Waikiki, and I let them have it, right? Go ahead, have fun, right? We we had a blast. We had a blast doing those shows, you know? But the point is, Hawaiians, I was looking from the outside in, right? And then I got a glimpse of the inside, which was kind of different. And then when I did it myself, right, years and years and years later, I was like, whoa. Okay, this is this is just the music business, right? And you know, but when when I look back at all the stuff and and everything that used to be and the way everything used to be, I'm going, wow, this is a kinder, gentler world that you guys have now, that you guys live in now. So make the best of now. Never mind thinking, oh, I'm gonna make it big. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. Okay, fine. You make it big, fine. But there's a price you gotta pay. Right, and so you gotta ask yourself: Is is it worth the price? I paid on huge price getting you know from A to B, and that that wasn't you know the end of the price. The price continued, and the price is still continuing because you gotta pay a price if you're gonna be, you know, well I don't know what you wanna call it. You wanna call it a cut above. You wanna call it living your dreams. You wanna call it, you know, doing bigger things. What whatever you wanna call it, but that's what it is. There's a price involved. If you're willing to sign on a dotted line, or in my case, if you're willing to give up stuff in order to do what you got to do and accomplish what you got to accomplish, whatever, then then you do that. 
You see, but the world, the, the, the point, and this is the takeaway from this podcast. The world is so much kinder and gentler now than it was. The world is evolving. There's a lot of panic going on now. Hey, we're going to lose our way of life and this and that and blah, blah, blah. Everything's going to be more controlled and all that stuff. Maybe, maybe, Hawaiians. But I tell you what, we have come a long way as a civilization. We have come a long way in the way of thinking and the way business is done and now, right, everything is on paper. It's called a percentage. It's not called protection anymore. There's still protection, but it's on paper now, right? So, and they, they legalize everything, okay? They, they turn around, they legalize everything. There's certain things that are still illegal. And yeah, if you're going to get involved in that, if you're going to get involved in that kind of stuff, then, then you're always going to have worry. And you, you always go and sleep at night worried, right? Well, I tell you what, if it's one thing, that I can tell you about the journey, the hard way, like your way, right? You just keep going, keep going. You're not involved in a click, keep going, keep going. You, you cannot get the benefits of a click, keep going, keep going. If there's one thing I can tell you guys is that you sleep good at night. Everything is good. You don't owe money to anybody, right? And, and, and when you, you know, at the end of the day, when you go home, you can say 100%, that's mine. That's my business, whatever. You look at the pictures, you go, that's my accomplishment. You look at what you did, you go, yeah, I had fun. I did that, right? And and you made it happen yourself or, you know, I mean, nobody does it themselves. That's not what I'm saying. But in other words, you didn't get involved with the gatekeeper in order to do it. You just kept going. You had the vision, okay? Visualize, materialize, right? Okay? You speak it into existence, right? One day I am going to, bam, whatever it is. And you write it down and you do your affirmations. And then, Hawaiians, before you know it, right? Before you can say, Johnny Kiawa, <laughs> I tell you, you're going to be happy. Because you can look around you and you go, wow, I, I, don't, I don't owe my life to the country store, bro. I did them all myself. Oh, sorry, Hawaiians. I got to go. I got to go. But you know what I'm saying, Hawaiians, right? Yeah, you got to pay on price no matter what. But the price doesn't have to be so heavy. You know what I'm saying? Alright, hey, we wanna thank Island Club and Spa, Brother Randy and Sister Jerry. We'd like also Mahalo, Voice Master Enterprises, the family of service companies, and AMM Hawaii Music featuring the music of Darren Chinin on iTunes right now. Just download his whole album, right? You get a couple albums. Check them out. iTunes, AMM Hawaii Music. Until next time, I'm Jeannie Kekaway, Virginia. Mahalo and ah!